what's the status of your love life and your relationship with dating? Are you a part of the 70% of Americans who say they've kissed on the first date or 32 million U.S. citizens who admit to currently using a dating app in order to find your perfect match in the love department? Or do you fall into the category of men who say that they have at least six premarital dating relationships before they get married or five for women? Are you a single lady who falls into the category of 60% of U.S. women who are not actively dating? This, according to the Lifestyle and Health magazine, Modern Gentlemen. Do you need a jump start to put your love life into motion to find your perfect fit? Well, today's your lucky day. Because Colette G is a dating and relationship specialist who helps people navigate the crazy ups and downs of dating and helps people get into healthy relationships and out of bad ones. She joined me this week to have a conversation about effective and healthy dating and how to set expectations which define your worth and set your priorities into motion when you dip your toe and your emotion into the wonderful world of dating. I'm Kevin McShane. Let's have this conversation. take a moment to welcome you to the program and I'm super excited to talk to you all about relationships this morning. Great to see you and thank you so very much for being here. Thank you for having me, Kevin. I'm so excited to get into this discussion with you and have this conversation. Sure, yes, I help busy professionals and uh, navigate the love highway, which we would imagine might be something simple and easy to do. But when it comes to dating relationships, it's not challenging, but it can be uh, something uh, that we have to learn to do. We're not always taught how to do this. So that's where I come in. And so I help people to either learn how to find love, um, learn how to get over a breakup or heartache, or even learn how to navigate dating apps and online dating sites and do it without um, running into some of the pitfalls and the dangers. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, uh, tell me, what do you think is the key to establishing a positive and healthy relationship framework? 
I think the key to establishing a positive and healthy relationship would begin and end with self. Because in order for you to go out there and have a happy, healthy, meaningful relationship, you need to be able to uh, really um, begin with you, meaning who is it that you're being when you come into the relationship? Are you a happy, healthy individual? Are you a positive individual? Because that's who's going into the relationships and that's usually who it is that we attract. We are all mirror images of one another. Therefore, who it is that I'm attracting into my life is who it is that's showing up into the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me, how important do you think it is for people to become emotionally invested in the process of building a positive relationship? I think it's extremely important because relationships are everything. We're navigating each relationship, whether it's the relationship that we have with money, whether it's the relationship that we have with health, whether it's our professional relationships, our family relationships, the platonic relationships that we have, and the intimate romantic relationships. So if you don't know how to um, navigate healthy relationships, then you're going to have challenges in all of those areas of your life. So relationships and how we navigate the relationships that we have is extremely important. Yeah, absolutely. And you had mentioned earlier about you have people navigate the millions of data gaps that are out there. So tell me, I wonder your perspective on how effective dating apps are and what frustrates you the most about the dating apps that are out there today? I'm curious. Yes. Great question, Kevin. Um, you know, dating apps are tools that we can utilize in order for us to connect with like-minded individuals that we might not ordinarily meet. And with our busy professions, especially dealing with busy professionals like I do, it's much easier to utilize these tools to help us when we can't make the time to get out there to a meetup group or to a happy hour or to some other type of venue where we might meet people face to face and more organically. So I love the fact that there are these dating apps and online dating sites for people to make connections. The thing that I find most challenging about dating apps and dating sites is that I, I also think that the algorithms might interfere a bit too much in the types of individuals that people would like to meet. And I also don't like the fact that a lot of dating apps have a lot of scammers on the sites. So you might not actually be meeting the right person or the individual you think you're trying to meet. It could be catfishing. It could be someone that's just looking for something that you're really not into. So those are some of the pitfalls and the dangers that make me frustrated about dating apps and online dating sites. But if you use it as a tool, in, con and in conjunction with getting out there and being open, if you're in a grocery store or the coffee shop or anything like that, then I think dating apps can be helpful, but don't put all your, you know, your eggs in one basket. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I always say, regardless of what aspect of life it is, 
We always make time for the priorities that are important to us. So I, I always look at dating and building relationships as something not necessarily that you have to put into a schedule to do, but you always have to put emphasis on the stuff that's important to you. So tell me about the importance of prioritizing what it is that you want in a relationship. Oh, these are great, great questions, Kevin. You know, the thing is, is that people do put dating off. They say, I want to meet someone. I really want to get married. I want to meet my soulmate. But then they don't make the time. They don't make it a priority in their lives because fear of rejection, um, not feeling like they're meeting eligible matches out there or whatever excuse that people come up with. But you have to put it on your calendar. I mean, it's like anything else. If it's like, I got to work out at the gym, I got to get online and, and meet some matches and make some connections. I got to eat healthier. Oh, I got to make sure that when I'm out and about, I put myself out there, say hello to at least two or three strangers or people that I don't know that I might be interested in getting to know. It has to become a priority because otherwise it just goes on the back burner and you might spend the rest of your life uh, feeling lonely and alone when in fact you would like to meet somebody and get into a happy, healthy relationship with them. Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, I'm also curious to know uh, your uh, thoughts on setting dating goals and having uh, expectations when you go out on uh, your dating adventures. How, do you, how important do you think it is to set goal, goals when I think it's extremely important to set goals because it's not just some random event that happens. I mean, with anything that we want to succeed in in life, we set a goal and then we take actionable steps to achieve that goal. Well, meeting the love of your life is no different. You set a goal to do a certain amount of things. You take some actionable steps and then you achieve the goal. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me, I also know that you work with people to break the cycle of bad relationships. So what do you think the key is there? Well, I think in order to break, excuse me, I think the key uh, to breaking bad relationship patterns of behavior is to first uh, recognize that you have some, that you are responsible for who it is that you're attracting into your life. So for instance, if every time you're, every guy you're meeting is the type of guy that is already married and you keep meeting married guys only, then that's not about those guys being married it's about your selections and it's if you keep meeting women that are only into guys that have a certain level of money and you're like oh, oh women only want to date guys with money like this then it's not about those women it's about your selection so we have to look at ourselves first to say who is it that I'm being when I come into this relationship? And who is it that I'm attracting into my life? Because we make the choice to relate with whoever it is that we relate to. So I think in order to break those bad patterns of behavior, we have to be willing to not unlearn, but take on new behaviors. So it's like instead of making up a story about 
these are the types of people that I always meet. We have to release the story, let it go, and create a new story and a new narrative. Yeah, and to that point, and building on that point, how important do you think it is to know your value and your own in individual standards before I, uh, you start dating and while you're in a relationship? I, oh, I think it's very important to know your standards, your boundaries, and your values because that's the core of a healthy, meaningful relationship. So often I see individuals get into a relationship with someone, letting go of their boundaries, their values, and their standards, all for the sake of not being alone. But I think it's important for us to hold on to those things. And the frame that, you know, most people will go out there and say, I want someone that's tall, dark, and handsome, or I want someone that's funny, this, that, and the other. But those are not necessarily the core values, the, the things that really connect us to that individual. So when you stay focused on your values, it's like really being able to connect with someone. But when you forego those things, you may risk uh, getting into an unhealthy relationship. And tell me, Jolana, I'm wondering, I'm fascinated to ask you, what do you think is the uh, number one reason People either succeed or fail in relationships. I think the number, well, there's so many because relationships are unique and it's very hard to just pinpoint one area, but most relationships fail because a uh, lack of communication and authenticity and people are afraid to say what they really mean or how they really feel and they don't communicate that to their partner let alone do they actually know what their partner's communication style is and they are afraid to um, really show up being who it is that they are and they have these expectations that the person may show up needing to be who it is that they want them to be. And we're always trying to fill in this, you know, this persona of the person. We have an idea of the person we want to meet, but that may not necessarily be who they are. And if we don't communicate to them, this is who I'm looking for and this is who I am, then we risk um, having, you know, some conflict in the relationship. And it, so it's communication styles. And it's not always verbalized. It's the body language. It's everything. It's the values, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And well, let me ask you now about family and friend pressure in relationships. You know, there are some uh, mothers and fathers who want their accounts to be married and on to relationships or friends who may be pressuring people to get into relationships. So tell me, how do you think people should manage the pressure of others trying to get them into relationships? I don't think that, I mean, society is, especially for women, right? Um, society can lay a lot of pressure on women, especially by a certain age, that they should be married, that they should have kids already, and all that jazz, right? I think it's important to know who you are and stand in your own um, experiences and values. I mean, this is your life, right? 
it's there are no do-overs there are no dress rehearsals this is it and so we get to choose the life that we want to live we get to frame it out how we want to live it because i believe that we came into this human incarnation we came into this human incarnation deciding who it is that we were going to be in this life experience so no one else gets to decide that for us and it's challenging because we get the pressures from society our family our loved ones our friends but their life is their lives and yours is yours so just be strong you know know who you are know what kinds of experiences that you want to have while you're here and don't let anybody you know push you into doing something that you may not want to do not everybody is made to be in a relationship even though i believe that relationships are extremely important to um us as a as a society yeah absolutely and tell me Colette, i'm curious to know how do you believe we can start great conversations when dating how can we start great conversations when dating like breaking the eyes and trying to oh great conversations when dating yeah. okay like icebreakers um you know i think it's different for everybody but you know if you're if you're in a coffee shop or the grocery store or at the gym you know i'm i'm wary about that because that's maybe somebody's sacred space but um if you if you're interested in getting to know somebody or you're attracted to some to someone and you're meeting them out in an organic situation meaning face to face and outdoors and it's just simple things that you can do, which is really look at, you know, observe the person for a few minutes before speaking, because you can kind of pick up a lot of things about an individual. For instance, if you're at a coffee shop, what kind of coffee are they offering? That's a starter. You know, if you're at the grocery store and you notice something in their cart that might be similar to something you like, that's a starter. So it depends on the situation you're in. If you're using a dating app or online dating site, then a great starter is to read that individual's profile and then lead with some of the, something that they're interested in. People love talking about themselves. So when you want to create a good icebreaker, find something about that person, even if it's something visual. Uh, tell me, I'm also, also curious to ask you about how you can thrive in relationships after the honeymoon stage. <laughs> the, the newness wears off in relationships. How do, what do you think the key is there? Well, I would say the jig isn't up just because you snag the prince or the princess. You keep it going. You have to keep dating this individual. You have to keep communicating. You keep doing the things that you did when you met them. Why stop doing those things? Because you made a connection. The honeymoon doesn't need to end. The honeymoon can go on and on and on because we're constantly growing and evolving as an individual and sharing our lives with that individual and they're sharing their lives with us. And so we're always looking for ways to check in with our partner, make time for our partners, connect with our partners, be intimate with our partners. It doesn't end there. The honeymoon is a continuum, not an ending. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, tell me, how do you define an authentic and realistic dating experience? 
Well, I think an authentic and real dating experience is one that uh, is composed of transparency and good communication. Yeah, I think that when individuals can freely speak with one another about who they are and what their needs are and what they want, and they're just very transparent and they feel vulnerable and there's a lot of transparency and trust and all that in there, that's a really good authentic relationship. That's my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you live out there in L.A., Colette. So tell me, how is the L.A. dating experience different from anywhere else in the world. I'm curious. Oh, Kevin, you set me up here. Well, I mean, LA dating, I would say I wouldn't have a business uh, thriving and flourishing <laughs> if not for LA dating scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's an authentically honest answer, so I appreciate that. Uh, tell me, my final question for you this morning has to do with your own individual and a professional legacy. How do you want that to be viewed when, uh, when your, your time on earth has ended? I'm curious. Yes, and this was one of my favorite questions that made me really think deep, you know, when I, when I saw that we'd be going over something like this. And I think for me, it's my, it's very important for me to be a part of the solution of bringing more love and joy and happiness into people's lives. I want to be remembered as the person that was part of that, you know, movement of helping people to have more love in their lives and creating and making valuable, meaningful connections. And so if I can be remembered as this individual, that's like, wow, she spread love everywhere she went. And she really helped me bring a lot of love and happiness into my life. Then I can rest easy, you know, knowing that. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, a lot of people want to get connected with you and all the great work that you do. What's the best way they can do that? Well, they can visit my website at findinghappily.com if they're willing to take the journey to love with me together. Fantastic. Well, you know, as I said at the outset of our conversation, my notebook is full of notes and I hope to apply this to my own dating life and I want to thank you for the good work that you do to connect people to love, love and relationships and I want to uh, thank you for joining me this morning. It's most appreciated. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin, and good luck in the love journey.